1: Welcome to the 175th episode of Social Suplex's podcast about AEW with the Proclivity for Positivity. Welcome to All Things Elite. My name is Austin Sumwitz and I'm the host of this lovely show. And joining with me, as always, is my good buddy and friend, Floyd Johnson Jr., my man. How you doing?
2: Man, I'm feeling like I want to roast some chestnuts on an open fire. I It's if already if getting some, there, man. I wonder if some people actually do that. That just sounds Weird. Uh, but I am in very much in the Christmas spirit. I am fat, so I am holly and jolly. <laughs> this is a great time of year. Uh, great time for some wrestling. This week we've written a big week of wrestling. As far as you have ROH pay-per-view Saturday. Um, you have NXT PLE Saturday, uh, Saturday night. So one Saturday afternoon, one Saturday night. And then on uh, Sunday... Uh, You have like a a New Japan Strong Show. So it's kind of crazy. All the stuff that you got going on as far as wrestling this week. So like you want to sit Saturday. You want to order the ROH pay-per-view. Do call some people over. Split the cost. Soon as it's over, just flip over to the uh, WWE Network. Watch NXT. Just make a whole day of it. And I have to send big congratulations. To my guy Austin to, on two fronts, my guy Austin super young covered the big. He played his first Big Ten championship game this weekend. Yeah, on his own. I mean, well, I guess he had a partner.
1: I had I had one photographer with but, me, but yeah.
2: Work. But basically on your own. So I want to get you congratulations. And since you didn't, since you are here and didn't drive off of a cliff, I'm imagining it went well. Yeah, no. that's that's great. And then on two fronts. You and your dad's Michigan Wolverines mm-hmm. finished the undefeated season. Number two seed in the playoffs. I mean, that's as good as it was going to get because as long as Georgia was winning, they were going to be the one seed. I don't even think people actually like tried to compare it. it like, ah, they and
1: were thank God we don't have to face Ohio State again because, quite frankly, although it would be amazingly entertaining to see the game part two, we kick the hornet's nest, and I am more than happy waiting a year until I face those fuckers again.
2: Oh, so I do have an old man football take, and we can move on. This is, is, I'm not going to spend much, any time on it. I don't think, if you don't win your conference, I don't think you should get in the 14 playoff. This is not a thing after a couple years when they do 12, but that was always my logic on
1: the 14 playoff. I think because you don't want to see like a like a two conference uh, championship game possibly
2: because it's it's like you're trying to decide the best team in the country. The playoffs, the Bulls, all are rewards for great regular seasons, right? How great can your regular season (laughs) win if you didn't win your conference title? Sure, It's, it's like this should be.
1: Kansas. Well, then, also, and also, in that regard, too, the Big Ten needs to fix their divisions. It's so lopsided. The East has got Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State. The best you can find in the West is fucking Iowa and Purdue. Like, yeah. so they, they, it, they, this needs to be fixed. Maybe it, when UCLA and uh, USC get in, maybe that, you'll fix that'll, it. That'll fix it a
2: little. But what I'm saying, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's old man. It's very old man to me. But I'm also. I didn't ever want it to play off. I wanted to stay the BCS days. I like BCS. If it the BCS was around, we wouldn't have to worry about the two jabroni teams and the chance that Michigan or Georgia will suffer injury to their quarterback or running back beating on somebody they shouldn't even have to play because it should just be Michigan and Georgia in the national title. Right.
1: But, yeah,
2: regardless. just, Just think about that. Stetson Bennett gets hurt. How sure. does that change the national title game? Sure.
1: Just, well, I mean, you get people that are like opting out, like you just got Njigba, who Ohio State made the playoff, and Njigba. Uh, I know he got hurt, but um, like, he committed for the NFL draft. And I'm just like, you're gonna, you see a lot of that now, Or it's just yeah. like, you know, the bowl games don't mean as much to people, yeah. and people like. I think when they expand the playoff in two years, I think you're gonna see a lot more people like sticking around to play around.
2: Yes. And believe me, everyone that happens to be tuning in to us, this college football talk is almost over. I mean, we've yes. got the big game. No, yeah. And we'll probably just talk about it when the national championship comes. So uh, thank you for bearing with us and not turning yes. off the show. I'm hoping you didn't turn <laughs> off the show. And for all the people that did turn off the show, man, come back. Come back. Yeah, well, yeah for sure. Yeah, it's, it's all time good, to man. Talk about It's wrestling. all love.
1: We'll talk about yeah, wrestling. But yes, no, I. <laughs> Covering that game was outstanding. My first time in Indianapolis, my first time at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, it's very I will say that is a weird stadium. How it like looks like a like a factory mill. It's very odd. I'm I'd like, i like I'm not used to it, but it but whatever. Um, the atmosphere was crazy. Watched it off on the press box, uh, crazy view, and Michigan won. Love it. Uh, and it was an exciting experience. You know, it's one of those things that you're bucket list for sure. Um, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. We'll see if, um, I'll be able to go to the Fiesta Bowl. We'll see if that ends up working out down the line. But anyways, that'd be pretty uh, dope if you get to go there. Oh yeah. That would be nuts fun. Um, but anyway, anyways, uh, we got a lot to talk about. There's a ton of news, uh, coming down the pipe with AEW. Uh, first, before we get into everything though, we want to make sure you guys are downloading this fine show on Google or Apple podcasts. You can listen to us on Spotify or wherever you choose to listen to us. Please give us a share with your friends, family, co-workers, whoever you wish. Um, and also, if you enjoy our show, you can leave a rating and a review. Let us know how we are doing. But the easiest way you guys can support us is by following us on social media. We are at AT Elite Pod, at Social Suplex. All the guys that make this show possible, please check out all the other shows they have on their network. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. And Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. And the big news of the week is actually going to tie into the opening segment of Dynamite. So what we'll do actually real quick is we'll get into the opening segment of Dynamite in Indianapolis, for a fun fact. Um, And we'll get into that, and then we'll cover the big news of the week. So the show kicked off. uh, Actually, no, this wasn't the opening segment, my bad. Um, So we'll save this down the pipe. Basically, uh, we have basically gotten pretty much all confirmed that after what happened on Dynamite, Lord William Regal is uh, his time in AEW seems to be coming to an end, and he is seemingly returning back to the Fed, returning back to to WWE, working back with Triple H, um, and it's bittersweet, I will say, because Regal's debut back at Revolution outstanding, the stuff that Regal's been doing with the Blackpool Combat Club outstanding. And just him on commentary and his love relationship with Excalibur is amazing, and the way that he would just just get a fire under people. The promos he cut against Maxwell and promos he cut like in the back in the training little video with the BCC was great work. But now with the Blackpool Combat Club falling apart at the seams, Regal has kind of got nothing else. Like at least Adam here in AEW, and they got him off quick it seemed like he was he got a chance to return to to wwe and he took it um so he was written off television in that regard um i'm disappointed in it i wish he could have stayed around because i loved seeing regal on my television on aew um but you know it is it is what it is but it's it's definitely a blow for sure i would say just because it's it was fun to have him around
2: i have a take I, 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 I like William Regal. You know, if you start off with all this positive stuff, I've been watching him my whole life, always respected him. I always loved when he came on the NXT and said, War Games, and I love that. That was amazing. That was amazing. But when it came down to it, his big, big contribution to AEW, other than screwing over Jon Moxley, is going to be that he flirted with Excalibur. Very true. So, I don't think, like, as far as the Blackpool Combat Club, who I have never seen a greater... The, the, this is the greatest fall-off since Kofi Kingston in the WWE. Uh, they At one point, three out of the four people in their group is champions. Now no one's a champion. And if Claudio loses this weekend, he won't even be in the BCC anymore. So, uh, yeah, BCC. Yeah, I thought I said the other thing, so I didn't. Make, I was making sure I did, but uh, uh, yeah. So they're not in the BCC anymore. So I, it's like I liked Regal in AEW, but I don't think he was a necessary cog. I don't think it's a big loss. Does he? Does he have a wealth of knowledge? Absolutely, but does he ha- have any knowledge that Brian Danielson, Jericho, uh, John Moxley? Jerry Lynn, Arne Anderson. Does he have any knowledge that those men don't have? Not really. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is a wealth of knowledge in AEW to uh, to help the younger talent. And it's just like, so I, I wish him the best. He was happy in WWE. He was happy in NXT. He was happy in his role. He did not leave WWE and NXT because he wanted to. He got fired. Mm-hmm. So, and he he, pretty much everyone knew if he had a chance to go back and work for Triple H, which he liked his job, that he would. I have no problem with that. I don't hate William Regal. I am happy for him. I am happy he is eventually going back to where he is happy, and he can go back to scouting and doing what he loves to do. William Regal is responsible for a majority of my favorite wrestlers being wrestlers. Biggest name of them all, and if you've listened to any video, it's Cash Wheeler. Like, he is the one that really took kind of cash under his wings, sent him across the country, let the man get better. So, one of my favorite wrestlers owes his career to William Regal. So, I will always tip my hat to that man. And I wish him the best in WWE. Wish him the best. And I honestly don't think anyone should feel any way. I can't tell anyone how to feel, but it's not this big betrayal. He went out the right way, you know. We're, we're going to talk about that. He went out the right way. He 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 was the pivotal in a big angle coming off well. So it's just like he did his job and he went home. But he hadn't been really an on-screen character in a very long time. As far as in WWE, he didn't really care about being an on-screen character. So. When he came to AEW, you know he he did on screen stuff i'm probably not saying he minded i don't know any of this information about how he felt but i know he did love his job in the wwe so i am happy that he gets to go back for him because you know again he couldn't really get physical he has all these broken bones and it's just like most of the storylines like especially with this mox thing it was supposed to end with mox dropping him on his head and what's the one thing that couldn't happen yeah you can't drop him on his yeah, head yeah he, he can't he can't do it so you no, know yeah it, like this is this is a way out for aw this is a way out for him thank you for your time sir that moment in orlando was one of the coolest moments i got to meet him at WrestleCon in April and probably I'm saying that probably wouldn't have happened if he was in the WWE. So, him leaving worked out in a lot
1: of ways and I wish you the best, sir, forever. All right. We'll get in now to Dynamite from Indianapolis, which kicked off with John Moxley coming to the ring and saying how here's the thing. There's no, like just basically saying everything that is about John Moxley. Three constants in this world, death, taxes, and Jon Moxley. No one outworks him, out-hustles him, out-wrestles him, out-bleeds him. Top of the food chain. But the thing is, uh, he ran his mouth this entire time, building up himself. And Hangman Adam Page returns from his concussion that he suffered uh, in his match against Jon Moxley. And these two went after it, after they had a stare down. And Moxley was like, You want to do this, man? After what happened last time, or do you not remember last time? And then that's when they just start fighting each other. Security pull each other apart. This would become a running theme in the show. Um, And yeah, I'm all for uh, Moxley versus Hangman um, because, unfortunately, like that match was really going until the unfortunate concussion that uh, uh, Hangman suffered. But thankfully, he's all good. He's back on TV. This was one of the highlights for sure of this show, just seeing that Hangman was back, and he's back feuding with Moxley, and I think these two can do incredible work together because they already showed they can. Just one uh, rough injury just happened to rear its ugly head in their match, which hopefully doesn't happen again, but I'm excited to see these two again.
2: So there is a match that they tend to do around winners coming every time they go into Arlington. And it's a beautiful match called the Texas Death Match. Oh yeah! Uh, I'm really hoping that's what this leads to. Uh, this is kind of a blood feud because of how it ended. You can immediately escalate it to that point, and nobody will have a problem with it. If you all remember, this was supposed to be the feud in the uh, build up to, um, I believe, Danielson versus hangman or whatever when they were doing the tournament it was supposed to be a feud where uh, uh mox and hangman were supposed to wrestle and this is when mox went away uh went away to uh, get help and it was just like that wasn't supposed to happen then they had their uh match and then of course unfortunately hangman got a concussion during that match and it's just like this feud has been bitten, but in those two matches not happening which probably would have had normal, you know, regular run of the mill endings. Now you are building up to a bigger match. I don't know what they're going to do, but you're building up to a better, bigger and better match that could possibly main a main event, a dynamite, and it's going to have some stakes. It's have stakes as Hangman's trying to come back, Mox Trail trying to keep his role as the alpha dog. I am looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, as am I. We then had. Uh, Brian Danielson go one-on-one with Dax Harwood of FTR. Um, This was a match-match for sure. Like These two guys, some of the best wrestlers on the roster, Um, always love it when we get to see FTR. And Dax continuing to showcase. Again, this guy is a good singles wrestler for sure, even though he's known for being a tag team wrestler. Um, And they did a damn good match. Uh, I love the hell out of this and just how these guys... Really knocked the hell out of each other. Um, there was a point where Danielson uh, had a diving, like just was just dived out to the floor, and then uh, yeah, there was just a ton of good stuff in this match. Uh, eventually, though, uh, Dax nails uh, Brian with a with a lariat, but then Brian just turns around, just fucking levels into Dax, um, and. Yeah, these guys just did really good stuff. But what ends up happening though is that after the uh, slingshot liger bomb was hit, uh, a cradle pin attempt was tried. Danielson reversed it into the label lock, and Dax has to tap out, and Danielson gets the win for the opening match for Dynamite. I think this was a really good one. I enjoyed this immensely um, because these are two of my favorite guys on the roster. Honestly. And they do a damn good job uh, against each other.
2: Dax, so unfortunately, one in six in singles matches this
1: year. Not a good, that's the thing. He's a great singles wrestler. He just can't win.
2: So, no, but uh, this match was everything I love about uh, professional wrestling. Uh, I immediately sent the message to Dax after, not expecting her reply, uh, because it was just, I just wanted him to know, like, when I grew up, this was, I mean, you know, there is natural evolution and everything but it just reminded me is so much of a match that i would see on tv like the main event of a saturday night uh show or whatever and it was like they were hard hitting they were going after it they were trying to win they were doing everything to win uh dax pile drove uh uh danielson on his uh neck and you know like to the injured neck and he tried to do everything he could to win but like he said last week Brian Danielson is the best wrestler in the world. And you know what? On this day, he was just better, than, just a little bit better than Dax. And, and it was just, it was everything I wanted it to be. It was everything I thought it was going to be. It was perfect to me. It was like, is it a match of the year candidate? Probably not. But was it my favorite match of this show and of last week? Absolutely. Because it was, to me, it was just like, a masterpiece and just like like I wouldn't say pure technical wrestling but masterpiece in what professional wrestling is, what it's supposed to look like. Uh and it was it was beautiful and I really enjoyed the match. Uh Brian Danielson, I mean, come on. Best in the one of the best in the world. If if he's not in your top 5 or top 10 when you're listing out best wrestlers in the world, why are you doing it? Uh because he should be. And he's that good. And this was another banger match. Uh, I I I'm, I have the list. Give me Kodo Bushi. Give me Kazuchika Okada. Give me Hiroshi Tanahashi. Let's just end this year with the banger after banger after banger after banger. There's still a line from Sheamus from the WWE because yep. I just think Dax just does it well, and he just puts on very entertaining matches. I would love. I mean, I, I doubt he would want to leave for this long but I would love to see him in the G1 not because I think he's going to win it or anything anyway. I just think he just put on like he would just put on however many matches they have he'd put on that many entertaining matches
1: yeah no I think it would be just you know one of the things where you know you put them against each other and consistently you'll get good shit and you can just add different small story elements that like build like a throughout in their matches which I think would keep it always interesting and stuff like that but Moving on, though, Ricky Starks announced that he was going to be in the uh, Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. So we got an announcement that he was going to be in there. Um, and then we had Mox and Hangman continuing to brawl backstage as they just wouldn't stop. They Again, this these guys were still going at it. Uh, then the JAS uh, were interviewed via satellite with Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, and Yuta challenged... Uh, Daniel Garcia to put his pure title on the line at final battle. And Claudio was talking about how he needed to beat Chris Jericho at final battle for the ring of honor world title. And they were denying how they were falling apart at the seams and they just didn't care. Basically they're like, we're not paying attention to that right now. We want what we want, which is those titles. Um, and yeah, this was again, building up some of the stuff leading towards final battle, which was, this was a lot of stuff where you saw some buildup going forward towards the, uh, towards final battle just because you know they had to still push that show with it being this weekend so um yeah i thought these segments were fine um do you want to just move into the next match floyd let's just move into the next match open challenge for the tnt championship uh samoa joe the double champion ring of honor world television champion and tnt champion facing off against the newly all elite a.r fox um really cool to see that he got signed uh another guy that i think um, you know, one of those guys that can really become an AEW origin, uh, OG guy, like, like a guy that really cut his teeth and made his big splash in AEW, not somebody that, you know, fans recognize from somebody out somewhere else. I feel like, um, he had one of the best spots of the night. I feel like where he tried to dive off of, uh, uh, dive out into the ring and look for, uh, a, uh, like just a diving splash onto uh Joe. Joe tried to go for his, you know, ah, I'm going to walk away and not give a fuck while you land on your ass a uh, little spot. But AR Fox landed on his feet and then proceeded to catch Joe and just knock him on his ass, which I loved. I loved, loved, loved that. Um, but regardless, he tried to do that again uh, and eventually Joe did end up catching him with the walk out of the way move, hit him with the muscle buster, Pinned Air Fox to retain his title, and he said he was the one true king of television after te- after the match, which I loved. Wardlow then appeared on the on the screen saying, "I hope you enjoy playing that role because I'm coming for what's mine." Uh, basically, saying he wants back his TNT championship.
2: I I, uh, I think Wardlow said too many words.
1: Yeah, you think so? Like
2: I like that promo, but I think he just said too much. Like he's like. You like I don't even like I don't even know what I would want him to say too much, but it just felt like it wasn't as intimidating. It just took too many like too many words. Like you it, like it should have been a play on what he said. You know, like the he said he was the TV champ. Like oh, you might be the champion of TV, but you live in Wardlow's world, and that's all he had to say. You know, like right, right. He, he's he's big. He's menacing. He looks like he does. He doesn't need to cut long promos it's just you he doesn't he might want I mean he can and I'm not saying he won't but in this case it really didn't need to be a long response at the moment he knew popped up on the screen I think anyone in the audience anyone at home whether you're casual or not knew that that meant Wardlow wanted his title back
1: so there wasn't really a lot to say there yeah that's pretty much and yeah, Ward loves a lot more better with promos when he doesn't have to just go on for it. He's a big guy, you know, and you don't need to cut solilo- soliloquies. We're all good if you just, you know, say you're going to kill somebody and then you kill somebody. So that's really all it takes. Um, we then had the segment, our final segment with uh, William Regal, where he introduced the new AEW world champion, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. They hugged in the middle of the ring before uh, what ended up taking place. And he said, basically, here's how this came about. Regal sent me an email after the firm attacked me and said, I see potential in you becoming the greatest villain ever. This time, don't grab the dynamite diamond ring. You must grab the brass ring. And they met behind closed doors. And he said, this man's a genius. Use the brass knucks. He didn't just want him to beat Moxley. He wanted to leave him with an emotional scar. Uh, He talked about the firm, and he said he kind of respects them, but they saw a weakness in me, and like sharks smelling the blood in the water, they attacked on me. I would have done the same thing. Um, But despite that, though, I won't go after them because that takes effort. I'm above that. And then he said uh, about the AEW World Championship belt, he promised changes after he became champion, and he proceeded to say, this belt, tacky, ugly, and it reminds me of the people who held this belt before me. And he said... It's garbage, so Regal had the belt thrown down, and Regal unveiled a new AEW World Championship, which basically is the exact same belt, but it's got the plaid bullshit on the belt strap. Uh, And he said, it's the Triple B, the big Burberry belt, and he said, it's now the most important, most prestigious title in all of professional wrestling, and it's all because he's the guy holding it. And he said... And then he started ripping apart the people that are going to be going into the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. Uh, none of the pieces of trashes you guys p- push for. Not tough guys like Eddie Kingston. Tough guys like fake tough guys like Ricky, Ricky Starks. And fake wrestlers like Brian Danielson. He's like, no offense. In comparison, uh, Brian Danielson couldn't wep- wrestle his way out of a paper bag. Regal, you tried, but some people can't be helped. And he just keeps going and going and going. And he said eventually, though... Uh, he is going to be, as long as he's in this company, you will never know what it's like to be on top all the way towards the bidding war of 2024 when this becomes a bargaining chip. He said, come that time, I don't know if, wrestling, if a wrestling company is going to win this war because I'm sick of looking at wrestling fans. Maybe Hollywood wins. And just basically, this just MJF is just on and on and on and on. And however, after he thanks uh regal for everything that he did for him and said he was in the era of mjf he thanked uh regal before knocking him in the back of the head with the brass knuckles he said you had so much you said i had much to learn but you made a deal with the devil and that's when danielson came out to check in on william regal and he was stretchered out and danielson went into the ambulance with william regal and that's it the segment was outstanding I don't think and maybe some people thought it went long, but MJF just talks and talks and talks and talks, but it's just, I don't think it really ever gets old. MJF touched on a ton of things in this promo. Every single one of them he did with his flair that he always brings when he's on the mic. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see if Danielson ends up getting a shot at the title because I think Moxley, uh, I mean, sorry, MJF versus Danielson for the AW world championship is a money feud. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was great. Again, I'm going to miss Regal and AEW, but this segment was outstanding. This was
2: MJF's magnum opus. This was supposed to be he, like, he, all his plans came together, and this was supposed to be the promo, the promo that everybody talked about. And somehow, when you watch wrestling, uh, for, if wrestling is unique in as far as any form of art or entertainment that the background music, the ominous dun, dun 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 that comes in a TV show or something like that, has to come from the fan base. It's based on fan reaction. The fans are the noise. Indianapolis gave him nothing that we could hear from home. It's like it felt like twenty minutes of nothing. Um, my friend Tyler uh, was in the crowd. He's like, the crowd, he says the crowd wasn't mic'd well. Well, as I went back and watched it, because I was like, I want to see, maybe I turn on the show, watch it, and I see people making noise, but there's no sound coming out. I saw a lot of people just standing there and staring. And Indianapolis, you know, they, and I heard them. Like, I watched Dark, and Dan the Dad came out. Oh my god, you would have thought The Rock came out. They went crazy for Dan the Dad. Uh, they went crazy when someone else came back, uh made a redebut this week. I heard them, but when MJ Ralph was out there, I didn't hear a boo, I didn't hear a moan moan, I didn't hear an asshole, ass. The whole reason people go to wrestling events, I heard none of that and even though the promo was amazing, it's what MJF does, it, the crowd let me down. So I'm not disappointed in MJF. I'm disappointed in the crowd. And I'm not mad. Oh. I'm disappointed because I thought it was a great promo. He, he hit all the marks. He did everything he was supposed to say. He said everything he was supposed to do. He did the most dastardly thing ever. And they just weren't feeling it. They just didn't care. Maybe they didn't want MJF to be healed. Maybe they wanted them to be faced. I don't know. But Indianapolis was a dead fish crowd. You're just going at it and going at it, and they were just laying there.
1: Yeah, I mean, the crowd, yeah, for sure wasn't going well. And again, the segment definitely felt like, you know, with the way the crowd wasn't really reacting to a ton of the things that Max said, he could have saved some of this stuff for a different promo. Like, the belt reveal was great. Him talking about how no one will hold this title, great. And then the turn on Regal, great. However, there was a lot of points on there where he just kept going, and you could have saved some of this for the other promo. And it would have been fine if he was working the crowd, and the crowd were like leaning on every word he said, and they were reacting to everything he said but it was kind of, it wasn't a really good crowd. I feel like Indianapolis was too focused about how the big 10 title game was only a few days away, but it was rough in that regard. I still think the segment was great. Um, I will always support MJF's big, uh, first promo as champion. I think it did everything that I expected it to do. Um, but yeah, the, the, the less amount of crowd work that we got from it was disappointing for sure. Um, And it's kind of a thing like I'm going to touch on this when we close out this show, but like like there's so much focus. And again, on the outs, on the outside things around AEW than the actual product. And it's one of the things I was worried about after everything that happened at All Out. So many people care about what's happening outside of the company, like outside of the television show than what is happening on the television show. And it's now kind of starting to show in ratings, which I want to touch after we get through all this. So, but maybe Floyd disagrees on me with this. no, um, uh, no, no, I think,
2: especially right now with these people, or with the world, the way it is, people are way more interested in what the soap opera backstage in, uh, AEW than they are the soap opera that plays out on TV. And it's just, yeah, it, it I, think uh it's exhausting i do i think that that was the reason for the rating this week no i will tell you that when we get to it but i do think i do think
1: that there is a little fatigue going on with it all right we then had uh ricky starks beat ari Davari very very quickly basically uh and uh that was when ethan page uh, came out before the match happened and said he was going to win it. Winner is coming. Uh, it was a match. We shall move on, I believe. Floyd, unless you got anything uh, no, you want to no, say. We're, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we will pass over this so quickly. Willow Nightingale faced off against Anna J.A.S. Uh, this was a solid match, I would say. Ty Melo was there to build up uh, Anna J.A.S. Uh, Willow, however, uh, ended up getting distracted uh, and she got knocked. Uh, uh, into a near fall roll up. However, uh, Willow proceeded to hit Anna J uh, and finish her off with the uh, Doctor Bomb, and Willow got the win. And then, as uh, they were, uh, the win was happened on, and uh, and went after the after Willow got the win. Ruby Soho shows up and jumps Ty Conti, and they start fighting. And eventually, though. Ruby Soho hits the Destination Unknown on Ty Conti on the ramp. Holy shit, we're using Ruby Soho again. I'm so fucking happy. Like, I thought we had completely forgotten about this girl. Like, I think Ruby is good. Really, really good. I think she has a look that does her very well, and it helps her stand apart from the rest of the roster. Um, I was stunned when she lost her shot after she had her championship match uh, against, uh, Uh, Dr. Britt Baker DMD and I quite honestly uh, was really upset when I saw her just never get used at a proper level. Like She had her one shot and she kind of just disappeared. Um, So I hope now we kind of see a little bit more use of Ruby. I know she broke her nose and I'm glad that she's recovered from that. Um, But yeah, I want Ruby Soho to be doing shit and the fact that she made her return, I'm massively over the moon about that.
2: Yeah, um, her face was broken, so she was gone for a long time. Looks like she got that handled. Um, you know, or, uh, apparently people think her nose looks different. I uh, I don't know if I paid attention to her nose that much before, but when you break your nose, sometimes it does not look the same way
1: when they repair it. I'm just throwing that it out there. It is what it is, dude. Yeah. I mean, again, people people said that because I she got she got hit with the the witch nose comparisons and stuff like that, which is unbelievably rude. But I'm uh, just saying, I'm just
2: like, you get a broken nose. Sometimes it's not it, gonna look the same afterwards. It, sometimes it does not look the same afterwards. It just depends. Whatever. Uh that it's neither here nor there. Very happy that Ruby came back in Indiana in her home state. That was awesome. Of course, my girl Willow. Uh my girl Willow gets the win. Shout out to Willow. I will see you tomorrow. Or later today, because if you're listening, you'll hear this today. So I'll see you later today at the meet and greet. You know, it's been a long time. Do you know, like, so, you know, someone, in the, uh, there was one of those little face Twitter lists. And it was asking how many people you met. And I was like, man, I could probably name the wrestlers that I want to meet that I haven't met, Or like on one hand. And one of those people was Willow. And then they announced her for the meet and greet. So that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, no that's really cool and I'm excited for you about that whole situation. Um we then had a TBS champion celebration with Jade Cargill and the Baddies. Oh my god. Her fucking outfit. This girl is like Jade is so like she's got such superstar swagger, it's unbelievable. Like that outfit What the fuck? Like, you just sent so many wrestling fans into a tizzy with that outfit. Um, Awesome. Awesome. Great stuff. Um, Continuing to build up how great she's been um, and saying how this entire company is eating off her and how she is the brightest star the company has. Um, And she takes a shot at Lil Bow Wow, how they've been dissing and dealing with stuff recently um, however, he appeared on the screen and said, "I'm gonna see you soon, girl. And basically, that's all the segment amounted to. Disappointing, I will say. Listen, the bowel wow inclusion is is fun. It's fun. And I think it'll eventually lead to a nice little cool celebrity moment that we normally get in wrestling that you know, can bring a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, no, I it the segment built because she was celebrating. It was her having this huge moment, and she kind of just got, like, a little, like, like it was like you got a little dirt on your shoulder, like, and she wiped it off immediately with Bow Wow peering out on the screen. Like, I don't care what Bow Wow brings to the table, in no way are you a threat in any regard in this story. Nobody is like, oh, wow, what's Bow Wow going to do? Like, nobody cares. Like, they just don't care.
2: I don't, this, I don't know if this will happen, but I'm watching this segment and first of all, it came more off like Bow Wow wanted to uh, date her more than exactly. he did, than he wanted to fight her. But if this leads to what it can lead to, Bow Wow, his mentor, the person that discovered him by letting him come up on the stage and rap with him, was a man by the name of Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is related to the person that has Now changed a name and her moniker by the name of Mercedes
1: Renato. Mercedes And uh, also on Instagram at a basketball game uh, today, on her Instagram story and uh, stuff, Jade Cargo was out with uh, Trinity Tattoo. Yes. So. Interesting. If this leads to
2: Bow Wow bringing in one of those people to go after Jade because that's the only I mean really the only thing it, it has exactly.
1: to be it, it has to be one you know, of those things I'm
2: bringing in a woman uh, to face Jade then I am all for it because it can't be any bigger but right now I don't know where it's going and see the, the, the thing with wrestling fans cuz I saw this a lot online this is not towards you this is towards when people don't know where it's going they react right then like where is this going and it's just like I mean, have you ever watched a TV show? You should not know where it's going immediately. Those aren't interesting TV shows. The interesting TV shows is when you get a little bite, a little nibble. It piques your interest, where they're going with this, and then you have to let it flow. So I am looking forward to the next week because you have seen Jade's personality, her ego, go into overload right now. She's overconfident. She, she's literally telling her baddies, you're eating off my table. I'm the only legit superstar here. I am the only one that passes the airport test. She's saying this. like, So if you don't see as this as the natural <laughs> progression of this character to someone that has never lost, where her ego is getting out of control, you're, you, you're not paying attention to the subtle
1: escalation in Jade's character yeah no, I, exactly. So I'm like I said, if this is all building to either Mercedes or Trinity showing up, it will be huge. The segment had a lot going for it with the way Jade arrived for her celebration, building mm-hmm. herself up, tearing down the baddies uh in velvet and gray uh, and then it kind of just kind it ended on a kind of ending, but this could still be leading to something huge at either winter winter is coming or somewhere down the line and uh on, on the on dynamite but uh, i'm excited to see where this goes because jade is absolutely money she can just turn heads wherever she goes um and she's already out here doing tons of promo and tons of waving the flag around for AEW, showing up on, on the breakfast club doing all these things so i am all for jade continuing to be a huge star in because she's she just has such an aura about her wrestling wise. You you look past it a little bit. She is fine. She is not bad. She is fine. And at the end of the day, for somebody that has her skill sets, fine is all you need. Like, I'm not asking you to make five star matches. I'm asking you to get people's attention, which you absolutely do. So, yeah, we will move in now.
2: I agree with all of that. Of
1: course. Yeah, we will move in now to the main event Death Triangle versus the Elite number three uh in this best of seven series. Uh, first off, have to say I have loved the fact that AEW has absolutely bought into like the like the NBA Finals sort of style thing, with them being on Turner Broadcasting, literally on being the elite. They had uh, Private Party and Daniel Garcia doing the uh like just like it was almost like NBA on TNT with the uh, coverage of, oh, well, this is where we're at in the series and blah, blah, blah. I enjoy that a lot. Um, Death Triangle uh, were making their entrance and the Elite proceeded to jump them as they were making their entrance and they just started going after each other. They were fighting down the ramp. Um, once again, uh, these guys were just killing each other in so many uh, big matches. Thrust kicks a plenty, super kicks a plenty. Uh, eventually, uh, they hit the BTE trigger, but then pack and Penta come in, kick him in the head. Uh, Kenny Omega gets hit with a cutter. And then eventually, as, uh, it looks like, it looks like that the black arrow is going to be hit to win the match. Matt raises his knees and it goes right into pack's face and he's able to pin pack and make it a two to one series with the next match being in two weeks at Winter is Coming. So we are going to get a little bit of a break from this Best of 7 series. No match between these six next week on Dynamite, or this week on Dynamite, I will say. But at Winter is Coming in next week, the show that I won't be on, uh, I we will have uh, the fourth match in this series. So uh, this was a good closer for the show. You definitely feel a little bit of the fatigue, I guess, because, you know, when your main event uh, for your show for, the, like, the past few weeks is the same match, you feel the fatigue a little bit because, you know, like, how much can people really get into it? Um, and that, I will say, as we closed out this Dynamite, may have uh, done a little bit of a number on AEW Dynamite's rating because not only did they only do 870,000, they did a .26 in the key demographics of the 18-49, to 49. Which is one of their lowest numbers they've done in that uh, demo. Uh, not a great number for them, and they've been struggling a little bit in terms of the ratings department. Um, it is not a. It is not. It's very uh, apparent that, like in terms of wrestling, this time period is almost always bad. I will say, not trying to make excuses or anything like that, but WWE always has a problem with this around this time because this is normally when you know TLC would be on or after Survivor Series normally. Ratings would be down and stuff like that because you're still in, you're still dealing with football. Basketball season's in the middle of what it's going through. College football is getting ramped up with the playoffs and the conference championship games. So regardless, there's a lot of things happening in sports. So it's never really a good time in the months of November and December, I will say, for wrestling. That being said, this isn't a good number for AEW. Uh, Floyd, I know you said you had a reason why you thought the numbers were the way they were for ratings. Yes. Mad Singer finale. Of course, yes. Okay, got it. Got it.
2: Mass Singer finale. It affected if you look at over the last couple of years, Real World, the Real Housewives, and Mass Singer on their finale shows, like, you know, this for me listening and just remembering, they always affect the number. Now, was this a bad number? Absolutely. But they always affect the number. When they love to throw out that it's uncontested, But what people don't realize is they like to compare wrestling to sports. Wrestling more compares to other TV shows and forms of entertainment more than it does sports. To me. Fair. Fair. So, like, my wife, who just will turn it on while I'm watching it in here because, uh, you know, she wants to, you know, know what's going on. So, you know, when I'm yammering, she'll know what's happening. She was watching Mad Singer, you know. And I'm not saying my wife is every person in the world. I'm not. But I'm just saying I've noticed year over year on these big season finales for those three shows, they tend to affect the AEW number, especially if the show isn't strong. This was not a particularly strong show on the finale on another show that I feel siphons off viewers from AEW. Like I said, it's not a great number. It's not a great number by any means. But... I think that might be the reason and i think you might see like this week it's a big show like if you, you we're gonna go through the previews they loaded this show i think you're gonna see the numbers go way up and it's gonna be a little artificial because Matt singer is over and now this would be the week that they're really inc- un- uncontested
1: yeah i i'm gonna be interested to see how this dynamite does in comparison because yeah no it's it wasn't a good day, and it wasn't a good show, to be fair. It was it was fine, but it was a weak show for sure, especially what we're normally considered to get with Dynamite. Uh, but we have a lot to look forward to with this upcoming episode of Dynamite in Austin, Texas. Uh, so we'll talk about that soon. But real quick, we'll just run through uh, AEW Rampage, which uh, had some decent ideas of stuff. Uh, we had uh, oh, Darby this, out.
2: This shit was crap on paper.
1: Yeah, and like, there was some like, decent what, stuff, but like, listen, when your main event is Orange Cassidy QT, like I can't when I care. saw the card, I cannot care.
2: I gotta tell you, as a person that does this show and loves AEW with the fire in my being, when I saw this card, I said, "I'm going." I'm glad they did this because I'm going to bed and I'll watch it in the morning.
1: And that's the thing, though, is that you know people did go to bed. This barely cracked over four hundred thousand yeah. viewers. I went to bed and watched it in the morning.
2: Am I a Nelson Box? No. But if I represent everybody my age, there was nothing on this show that made me want to stay. The
1: only thing I cared about was Athena because I'm excited to see how much she gets the chance to just continue to kick the shit out of people. The only thing
2: thing I cared about is how it was going to build to uh, how it was going to build to the ROH pay-per-view. And I was like, I'll just watch it. And I watched it, watched it in the morning fully like I normally do. But I usually watch it at night. I will force myself to stay up. I did not force myself to stay up because I did no. not care about this card. It would, I mean, TK brother, TK man, you can't, you can't put on this stuff on Friday No, this night. again, this is such a,
1: this it. is again B of B of B B shows. But like it's Being more
2: of, even. Oh, C. As I say, it's probably like his C minus show. This yes, is like, exactly.
1: This so is like, like again, man. the biggest thing that came out of it, honestly, if we're being uh, being real is that Juice Robinson challenged Samoa Joe for the Rig of Honor Television oh. Championship at Final Battle. That yeah. was it.
2: No, that's that was the second biggest thing that came out of Rampage. Wow, well, okay. The biggest thing that came out of Rampage is my boys. Yes,
1: honestly. so finally. Mm-hmm. Finally, we're going to get into the preview for Dynamite from tonight. Finally. FTR versus The Acclaimed. For the AEW Tag Team Championships. Your boys are finally getting that match. The forever number one contenders for the AEW Tag Team titles are finally getting a match for those belts. Huge. Absolutely huge. Other things happening on Dynamite. Samoa Joe versus Darby Allin for the TNT Championship. That's an exciting match, I will say. MJF will be heard from. Jade Cargill and the baddies will be teaming to face Madison Rain, Sky Blue, and Kira Hogan. John Moxley will be there to talk. Jake Hager and Garcia team to face Claudio and Yuta. Jamie Hayter has a sit-down interview with Tony Schiavone, and then the, Dynamite, Dynamite, the Diamond, Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal, which we know will consist of Ricky Starks, Ethan Page, Dalton Castle, Jungle Boy, Brian Page, Brian Cage, sorry, uh, Matt Hardy, and Captain Sean Dean. So, I gotta
2: you know, I gotta take my moment. Uh, finally. Um, and I got it. So I got. Mad, I, I told you about the uh, rampage, TK. If you, you, I know you don't listen, but I'm still gonna pretend like you do. Thank you for the Christmas present. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the Christmas present because I'm going to the next two dynamites, and this week, today, December seventh. Pearl Harbor Day for all of you who don't know. Those us olds know that it's Pearl Harbor Day. Um we're going to watch FTR wrestle uh the claim. Now, I will say this. I do have one gripe. This is your number 1 most popular team versus probably your number 2 most popular team probably your two hottest acts in the company that you have pushed and pushed and taken care of. And pretty much FTR other than Mox, other than Mox and Punk in January, the only team they lost to was Swerve in our glory in a very protected, they lost in a very protected way. So you've been protecting FTR all year, giving us the Dax matches and everything. Gotta ask Austin, third party you like both teams, but you don't deeply care like I do. This match has been in a while in the making for FTR. Does it feel like they've put the build and the excitement and the no. push behind this match?
1: No. They've had like a couple scenes where like, you know, oh, here's a slight handoff of the belts. like, And then they announced the match on Rampage. Like Again, not saying that that's not a big deal for Rampage, but the show just isn't as big as you want it to be. Where, it's very, it's it's very clear.
2: Where is the promos leading up? I mean, I'm pretty sure it's on road to Austin, which I did not get to watch before I'm doing Same. the show. I didn't get to watch it. It's kind of funny because it's road to Austin, and I'm talking Austin. Uh, yes. But no, I didn't get to watch it before, so maybe they put some fire promo. But the the thing's been out since five central, right? Right. Have you seen anybody post that promo online? I'm no. pretty much constantly on Twitter. You know I am. I'm, I know you are. are. I'm always staring at Twitter. I haven't seen anybody post this promo like, oh my god, Dax and Cash put this promo down. Or Max and, uh, or Max and um, uh, Anthony. Anthony put this promo down. I haven't seen anything like that. It nope. feels like zero build for this. Zero build for your two hottest tag teams going against each other. And a lot of people, including me thinks it's going to end in the smas with either the ass boys or the other team going around. And people be like, why would you think that? Because of the build. Look at it. It is being, there is nothing behind it. There is no marketing behind it. You could have gave it a few weeks and really got behind it. Tell of the tape, you know, have the, uh, the things with it, how hot the tag teams is. Their are and their weaknesses. FTR trying to get their tag team belts back. There is so much build that could have went in this match that just didn't. And I don't mean this as an FTR fan. I don't mean this as someone who loves the claim because everybody loves the claim. I mean this as a wrestling fan. As a fan of tag team wrestling, I feel like there was more build and pro uh popping circumstances for the one uh, for the number one contender match than I I do for FTR and the uh, claimed. And it's just like the acclaimed is found out on Meltzer claims your number one merch seller. You know? It is. I mean they're they're hot. I, I like in no in no way. I, I'm rocking my FTR stuff tomorrow. I a proud FTR fan. But in no way, not even a little bit do I think FTR is going to win this match? And if they no. do, I'm going to go fucking nuts, and Sam's going to probably have to arrest me. Because I'm going <laughs> to be running out uh, running by uh, scissor this, scissor this, and just, you know, like making little kids cry, because I'll be so
1: excited. Yeah, you'll be mm-hmm. as toxic as I was mm-hmm. when, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, my
2: guy won the AW title. Uh, yes, I, I'm like immediately trying to find the biggest battle of, a uh, 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 biggest bottle of Class A or shots of Class A, oh me, I don't care. This is the greatest day ever. Yep. but let's let's be real. It's kind of been treated like a throwaway tag team match because it's probably going to be a throwaway tag team match. yeah, and I'm very excited to be there because I've always said i watch I watch my favorite wrestlers like performers in a movie. Like, I want to see an FTR match. No matter where it is, whatever the result is, I get to see my boys work. If I am there for them to win the tag team title, which I was there for them to win the tag team title the first time, that would be, like, monumental, greatest moment ever. But, like, no one can tell me it feels like they're going to win this match. No no, no one can tell me it feels like this is going to be anything other than what it's probably going to be somebody's going to interview fear and uh, claim they're going to win.
1: Yeah. Again, I it's, it's very much, you know, like, I'm so glad we got this. I'm so glad we got this, but it's like, you know, like, why wasn't this given a segment? Why wasn't this given some sort of like big, like moment to really solidify this and, you know, really like push for this, you know, like hell. Like if, if we're being honest, I would have been fine if we didn't get this on this week's Dynamite and you build this for Winter is Coming. Like, why couldn't this spend one of your, your sell- selling matches for Winter is Coming? Like, this is a big match. Two of your top tag teams in the company facing off. FTR finally getting their shot that they've been yelling about for months. Like, it definitely helps for this Dynamite, which, again, looks really good. We got a lot of good things to look forward to. Two title matches and the dynamite, dynamite 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 Diamond Battle Royal. So there's stuff to look forward to. But you cannot tell me that this wouldn't have been a big selling match for a winner is coming. And you could have used this dynamite and last week's dynamite to build towards it. You could have used both of those shows to give proper builds and give really great like stuff to look forward to with promos or matches or just other different types of segments, whatever you wanted to do, you could get creative with that. But instead, we have a little bit of a, like stuff leading down the road, like, oh, we'll hand you back your titles, or oh, we'll help you this one time, but you know, it is what it is, uh, and then we're going to just say we want the belts on Rampage. Like, I'm sorry, kind of took the wind out of the sails, uh, but I am still massively excited for this match, for Dude, sure. And the
2: fact that I get to be there for it, yeah, it's this huge is, for you, especially. This is huge. And I, I, I want that to be known. I'm not sitting here like, oh, I'm not pouting. I'm saying this could have been better. <laughs> you know, that's all I'm saying. It's like, if somebody that loves wrestling and loves wrestling when it's presented as a big deal. This is a big money match that feels like it should have been pre- uh, like presented as a much bigger deal.
1: Yeah, for...
2: Sure. I feel like right now and I it's not even feel like the trio's titles mean more than the tag belts right now.
1: They are yeah, they absolutely do. This and it's like it's not even Definitely close. definitely helps with the people that are challenging for it. Oh for no,
2: no, sure. no, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not taking anything from the Bucks or Omega. I'm not blaming them. But I'm saying the way it's being presented, it seems like, oh, okay, so we don't get Bucks and Kenny this week. Okay, so Let's throw this tag team match on there. And it's just like, it feels like the Trios title is the primary title and the tag team belts are the secondary title.
1: Right. But that's our preview for this upcoming Dynamite tonight. Floyd has a couple things that we want to cover real quick in the news and notes section of the show. So, Floyd, go ahead take over.
2: AEW tag belts, uh, tag titles pre-order is still going. Uh, it is $5.99 for one belt. Two belts for $9.99. It goes to 12 o'clock on December 31st. So if you're interested, make sure you get those. Uh, the AEW Revolution or uh, yeah, Revolution pre-sale is going to be on December 8th. Uh, ticketmaster.com. I will tweet out the pre-sale code as soon as I get it. But, like, Fleet, they don't send it. And I'm just like, they don't send out the code, the email code, until, like, after the tickets go on sale. It's like, yeah, that's too late. Fix that, please. Uh AEW social media people people person. And like the sale code after the tickets goes on sale is pretty useless. Um Jake's hat Jake uh Jake Hager's hat, the purple bucket hat got the all elite uh post uh this week. Jake Hager uh, Jake's hat has signed a deal with AEW. I'm so happy. Uh someone you know, Austin, will be wearing Jake's hat, the purple hat, to oh, the yeah. tomorrow night. And that will be your boy, Floyd.
1: We actually we actually got that uh for our good friend Justin Henry from Cultaholic Dude. We got that. We got that for a gift for him for sure.
2: That is awesome. And PWI announced their number one tag team in the world. Ooh buddy uh, AEW's uh, top team was FTR and they were number two on the list number one was uh, the Usos and I know a lot of you would probably expect a rant but honestly uh, by PWI standards which the, it's a, pretty much a kayfabe award it's based on how you're booked you look at the Usos in the period of time since it's like, like I think it's like December to October or something like that they have literally been the champions the whole time They work every Monday and every Friday. They're always on there. I mean, I think uh, when we looked at Cage Match, the Usos were, like, at 118 matches this year. Uh, FTR was, like, at 30, something like that. And and I believe a lot of FTR's matches were, like, a lot of them were independent. They weren't even on TV or in Japan. It was, like... They weren't on national TV like all of the Usos matches are. So I figured the Usos should be number one. And I figured they were going to be number one with a large Grand Canyon between them and two. So FCR, you know, if you look at even the beginning of the year, if you look at that January to June area, they weren't on TV a lot as a tag team. Right, they wrestled each other. Like if you think about it, Dax wrestled Cash, Dax wrestled a bunch of different people in singles matches, but they were not on TV a lot as a tag team. And it's just when you're dealing with the KFA reward, that kind of shit matters. So, uh, congrats to the Usos. Uh, I got you know I you can't take away my magazine with uh, FTR's number one. I'll treasure it forever. But uh, yeah, congrats to the Usos. They just you know I mean. Based on their, based on the standards of them, they deserved it.
1: Yeah, and they did tweet out uh, how their displeasure on the on the list. As did uh, the Briscoes. They tweeted out to which Jey Uso and and Jimmy Uso tweeted out some salty ass tag teams online right now. Uh, So yeah, date him ones, so and date them boys and
2: top guys. The dim Boys even said it. It was kind of funny. If we weren't banned from TV, we probably could have been number one. And I I, yeah. loved, I loved it. I loved it because they are banned from TV. But, uh, no, it's, uh, it is one of those things, situations. It's like it is what it is. It, you know, that's all you can say. It is what it is. I mean, they're the number one tag team in my heart. They'll probably be the number one tag team on um, – Wrestling Observer, Voices of Wrestling flagship put out their list tonight. They were number one. There is a quality over quantity group out there, and I think FTR probably is going to win all of those awards, but yeah, this wasn't going to be their year for PWI.
1: Not, not this year. No, for sure. But that, I think, is going to do it for this episode of All Things Elite. I will actually leave you real quick. I want to leave you with a funny story that just happened to happen to me today before I head out. On this episode. And again, I will not be on next week. I will be on vacation. So, again, I appreciate y'all. I will definitely be back next week. Uh, And that actually will be just a few days before Christmas, actually, when we record that episode. So, that'll be our special Christmas episode that I wish you a very Merry Christmas for sure. But I will not be on next week. So, Floyd will hold things down. And I am excited to see what they talk about because they got an exciting dynamite to talk about for all things Elite. I will leave you real quick with a story of what happened to me today So, uh, for a Christmas gift. Uh, this isn't a spoiler because my sister's going to get this before she hears this. Um, I got my sister basically – she lost her copy of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Nintendo Switch. I went to Walmart to go get her a uh, copy, uh, basically making sure she got it back. Uh, I go up to the guy because Walmart always – blocks off their games with, like, a big fucking locked door and shit like that. You know, you got to fucking solve a Rubik's Cube just to get the goddamn thing open, and you got to talk to people. Uh, So I go to the desk, and I go to the guy, and I'm like, hey, man, uh, I need to uh, get this game uh, unlocked. Could you help me out? Uh, And when I'm doing this, I'm wearing my live event exclusive Chicago-colored Best in the World CM Punk shirt, the live event exclusive one that's basically the normal one, but it's got the Chicago color flag. The guy goes, see, man, I can't help you because you're wearing a CM Punk shirt. And I'm just like, can I get a fucking break? Can I just, I'm not hurting anybody. I like my guy. I'm not attacking the elite. I'm not attacking people who don't like CM Punk. I like my guy. This is what I told you about, Floyd. I'm stuck in the goddamn middle of all this when it's gang warfare out here. So I would very much like it if this shit could stop because I hate being in the middle of this. It's like literally I'm cool with one group, I'm cool with the other group, but they ain't cool with each other, and it's the worst feeling. It's exactly what I dealt like in co- dealt with in college. I had roommates who hated each other, but everyone was cool with me. I hate that shit because I like being cool with people and I like people getting along, and I don't like it when people come to me to vent about shit. I don't like it at all. So, very I felt very hurt. I was like, "Come on, bro. Like, I just need the game, man. Let's not I don't let's not go down this road. Come on." So, that's my little story. I'll leave with y'all. Thought it was very funny, though. Shout out he, to that guy. He shouldn't have wore the shirt. He started. Fuck though. off. He shouldn't have worn the shirt. Seventy, like sixty percent of my of my clothes are CM Punk shirts. No, but, we're not going down that road.
2: Yes, but uh, so Austin is abandoning me for a week just completely, God. <laughs> completely
1: abandoning me for a week not, i gave you ample warning my good yeah, friend i'm not I gonna know you.
2: what to do i'm just gonna sit in the room sit sit and cry and it's, it's gonna be okay hopefully it's gonna be okay no yes. but uh no seriously uh have fun on the trip i'm hoping for sure i'm hoping sydney's gift Gets here before then. Because- I'm excited.
1: Like I said, I'm pulling for it because um, we actually got some. I will, I'll I'll share this with you too. Our good friend Justin Henry, who we said we got that purple bucket hat of Jake Hager's for him, um, he gifted us uh, some NFL jerseys. I have myself now an Aiden Hutchinson Lions jersey, which I'm fucking gassed about. And Sydney got a Josh Allen jersey. A so- uh, Josh Allen
2: jersey. That's kind
1: of yes. awesome. That yeah. is awesome. I I, I didn't want to say it t- like. <laughs> with too much gusto because you're a Chiefs fan but that's her, her fantasy quarterback so she got a Josh Allen jersey but I think she'll be equally excited for a George Kittle jersey shout out George Kittle and him posing with Penta in the Mexico game because his mask that he got from Penta dope as fuck
2: so yeah so uh, the shipping place or Fanatics they uh, send it out they send out their stuff through this company called Mail Innovations guess what Mail Innovations doesn't give you Tracking, tracking information, they told me December 4th it departed a UPS facility in Salt Lake City, Utah. That's the last update I've gotten. <laughs> we'll let you know when it gets there. So it could have been there today, it may arrive tomorrow. Who knows? I fucking don't know, and that's very annoying. <laughs> I'm like, dude, why would y'all use that way? It's the worst way to ship. So, uh, no, um, but yeah. Uh, to everyone out there, I uh, wish you yeah. oh, for this holiday season as we wrap up. I wish you the happiest of holiday shopping. I hope you're able to get everyone everything they want, and I hope you get everything you want. Uh, you know, Austin's leaving the country. I am, you know, going to be here grinding. You know, I'm just kidding. No, I get three wrestling. Sh- like, my Christmas is like this week. I get dynamite today. I get. A Ring of Honor uh, on uh, Saturday, and then I get Dynamite next week. That's basically a Christmas for me. If you know me, and I, there'd be no real other way I'd really want to celebrate Christmas. So take care of each other. Take care of your family. And of the most important, do as I always say. Whether you're at home, work, or school, always do your best to be elite.